Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to day 24 of 25 Days of Jesus Names, a podcast special from The Current. I'm your host, Caleb, here with my sister and co-host, Ellie. We'll see you after the break. Hey guys, it's Caleb and Ellie here from the podcast, The Current. We're here to tell you about how we make our podcast on Anchor. It's a platform where you can make your own podcast completely free. There's creation tools inside the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It is Christmas Eve, December 24th. We are currently one day away until Christmas. Ellie, go ahead and celebrate. Ellie wants to celebrate. Hey, don't clap too loud. That'll not be, you won't be able to hear that. Yay, it's a day till Christmas and it's Christmas Eve, so we get to celebrate. Okay, well, it's not Christmas yet. So those are two different things too. Well, it's Christmas Eve, I said. Yes, okay. We celebrate on Christmas Eve. We celebrate a little bit on Christmas Eve, but that's just because you can't get together with two families at once. Anyway. Both sides of the family. Yeah. Anyway, um, but we will, I think we'll head right into it. Um, we've got a long episode, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to belabor Christmas Eve because it's not Christmas yet, and Christmas Eve, the only reason Christmas Eve is even a day is because of Christmas. So, I'm going to wait to get a little bit more festivity like until tomorrow but uh for now i think we're gonna do our last name that tomorrow's name is not going to be a name you haven't heard yeah actually it's been one that's been in every single episode but um we're gonna kind of dive into what that name means and more about the meaning of christmas and stuff like that but until then we are going to to do one more episode um, on a normal length. Actually, this one is probably going to be a little bit longer. I'd say like 10 to 15 minutes more likely than not, but it could end up being short, like 5 to 8. Um, but we'll, see. we'll have to see. Um, today's one is King. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, King. King. And so uh, I think this is a good, suitable one to wrap up the series with. Um, well, I should say kind of wrap up the series, um, but to finish off the, you know, the names, uh, I think this is a good one to kind of finish it off, um, suitable because I think Jesus is king on the throne right now, but I think, uh, he is not, I don't, I, I don't want to say he's not king of this world, but I don't think, I don't think his full reign has come upon this earth yet and you would i think you you would agree with me with that because yes i yes he's king and he's on the throne right now but satan is still here and he still controls this world and if jesus and jesus controls this world don't get me wrong but if jesus um was um my point is is the full coming of christ's kingdom won't be until 
Um, uh, it's not rid of sin. Until this the new world is not perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Jesus can't rule this earth with sin, because Jesus... yeah. And I don't, I don't know how to say this without because there's. This isn't just a one-sided thing. Do not thing. get us wrong. We do believe that Jesus... Jesus is king right now and is on the throne and has full control over everything, Satan and all. But He's trying to say that yeah, there's, there's something still different. sin in the world. Yeah. Jesus has already conquered sin, but... Yeah. It's hard to explain, yeah. but I think we'll leave it there. I think you guys will probably understand. There's there's two different elements there, but... Um, I don't want to, like, regret some, saying something. Yeah, so, so say yeah, that's that's kind of why I wanted to leave that um, there. But, yeah, so we are going, uh, then with that, going to jump in. And I, I just wanted to say that because I think that's kind of where we're going is this is kind of the one that has been fulfilled, was fulfilled, is fulfilled, and is still going to be fulfilled. Um, so, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we will uh, jump right in. So I'll maybe start us off um, with a verse. Uh, I'm going to start, um, I, ironically, I'm going to start in Revelation, which seems like an interesting place to start. But I thought you were going to say Kings. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be kind of funny, too. <laughs> I don't have a verse from First Kings or Second Kings, but that would be pretty funny. Um, no, so uh, our first verse comes um, from Revelation 19. Um, let me turning there quick. My Bible pages are sticking together here. Um, yeah, so we're going to start in verse, let's see. We're going to start in verse 13. And this, um, and here's going to be, I'm going to give you a little bit of evidence to first of all show how we know that Jesus is God and and the king, because I think you have to start from there. Because you can't necessarily point to all these verses that say the king is this, or the king does this, or the Lord is king, if you can't first prove that Jesus is that king they're talking about, or that Lord they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? What would you say to the listeners if they said, yes, you're proving it to me in the Bible, but you're not proving to me that the Bible is true? What would you say to them then? I would say... I'd like to put on another episode about that. That's what I was because say. I I don't have time to cover that in a short amount of time, such as this. I um, think we need to do an episode. I on I that. really want to do an episode on that, and actually, I think that's a great topic. So, um, thank you, theoretical listener that Ellie just made up, or maybe it's not theoretical, maybe it's you. But um, we are yeah, I'd like to put that one out because that is a subject that I really have a lot to say about. And I don't have that much time right now to say it. So I will leave that one out there for now. But yeah. yes, that is a good point. So we're going to start from the basis and assuming you believe the Bible is true. Okay? We're going to start from there. If you don't, we... I. Yeah, just look for that episode to come out in the future. I think we'll make that. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that there for now. Um, but so coming from this standpoint... What um, verse are we starting? We are starting in verse 13... Um, Revelation 19. Yes. Uh, he is clothed, and this is referring... Actually, maybe I'll start in verse 11. That's what I was um, So, then I saw heaven opened, and, a behold, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in his righteous he ju- righteousness he judge, judges and makes war. His eyes are like flames of fire, and on his head are many diadems. 
and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe, dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the many nations, to which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, um, there's a lot there's to unpack. There's a lot of names of Jesus. There's a lot there. to unpack in this small verse. Um, but this is, I wanted to start here because, like I said, I wanted to give us kind of a basis. So, we're going to, from this one, I want to start in verse, let's see, uh, verse 11, when he says, faithful and true. So, I think that's, um, names. yeah, that's, I think that's one place where, if you remember, we talked about Jesus, um, the way, the truth, and the life, um, that truth is faithful and true. Um, then continuing, in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Um, that goes back to the judge. I think we did an episode on that, didn't we? Um, like Jesus being the judge. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. It's it's referred to in the Bible multiple times, though. We did um, a lot of names. Yeah. Uh, he is, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't even have something stuck in my throat. My voice is just kind of like, by, by, <clears throat> by the end of the day, it kind of. Drops down a little bit like this, but <clears throat> that's fine. Then in verse 13, it says, He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. Now, if you go back to day two of our 25 yeah, Days of Jesus Things, we talk about Jesus' name being the Word, and that one is very clear. Um, Actually, I'll maybe reference it again. I'm going to go flip back to John 1, 1 really quickly, and it says in John chapter one well i know but there's more to this right. and it says um in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him there was life and life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it there was a man sent from god his name was john he came as a witness to bear light about that all might believe through him he was not the light but he came to bear witness about the light the true light, I'm going to skip forward a little bit more. Um, yeah, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory and glory as the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Um, yeah, and and uh, yeah, and so, and then it continues, for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So, there's a lot I could say here, and I'm already at 10 minutes. I'm running out of time fast. And I'm thinking this one actually might be a half an hour episode because, or 20 minutes, because I don't think I can, I don't, I don't want to try to cram this one because this is a really big, important one here, um, if that's okay with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I'd like to say um, he talks about the this word. So obviously, first of all, um, you, we can see this word is synonymous as the same word of God that you go back to in in uh, Revelation, correct? As it, sa it says, this is the word of God, right? The word is capitalized here in Revelation, and so and it, so and it it's also capitalized in John, right? And so I think 
it's it's talking about the same word, which is Jesus. And the reason we know it's Jesus that John is talking about here in John 1 is he talks about even later continuing, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory as the son from the father. And so this is referring to Jesus, and it even says later, for from his fullness we have received grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's John is clearly talking about Jesus here being the word. And then this also points to Jesus being God because we see, so now that we know that Jesus is this word, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So I'm just going to substitute the name Jesus in for the word. In the beginning was Jesus and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. And I think that carries great, great significance. And so then to set that all back up, we'll come back to Revelation and then you see um, this, uh, he is, so Jesus' name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, now I know that's a lot of tying strings, but the basic principle is, we find out in John 1 that Jesus is this word. Then, in Revelation, it refers to the, the same word, which we already know is Jesus, and they call him King of Kings. Which then we can tie to whenever this Lord or King um, is referred to in the Bible, we can tie that to Jesus. So I wanted to start with that. I know we're already 12 minutes in, but I wanted to start with that before we did any of our other verses because I feel like that one kind of can all connect to, and all the rest kind of branch off from that, if you know what I'm saying. And all of these names here in this passage, um, it's talking about... Um, Jesus, because it's pointing mm -hmm. to the, like Caleb said, all the strings attached. Um, but it, it all points to the one name, and it's so cool how um. How that all so unravels. Many, like, yeah. Divine names for Jesus, but there's only there's they none of like none of them. Even all of them put together can't encompass everything yeah. that Jesus is. So it's so and cool I, I always I always have um I always really find uh goodness from like just uh unpacking that and like like that whole I don't know how long that was seven minute rant that I just did um was kind of cool because I had looked at this before but I didn't even go and like realize how much depth there was until I kind of just dug in it here, and it's kind of cool just unpacking that and making the connections and connecting mm -hmm. the dots and seeing how God's word is coherent with itself, and that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, you had a verse, I think. Would you like to read that? Sure. So my verse is in Psalm 24, 7 and 8, and it says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. So right here, it's clearly indicating that um, Jesus is the king. Um, and Well, yeah, I would say... The Lord. I would say that it's not indicating that Jesus is king, but that he's Lord and um, the king of glory. Because I think... You have to go back to what we just talked about to figure out that that king is referring to Jesus and God. Well, yeah, and the when I say it's referring to the Lord, the Lord 
you, yeah. I, there's also a lot of background that I just don't have time to go into. But I'd say this is referring to Jesus. As part based of the Trinity. On, yes. Because based it's on not just Jesus either. Yeah. I'd like to make that clear. But with our 25 Days of Jesus names, we're, we're focusing talking. on Jesus. So we're going to... Yeah. part of the Trinity. Yeah. So, but it is indicating the whole doctrine, the whole doctrine of the Trinity, if you will. I don't know. I don't know if it really indicates the doctrine of the Trinity, but it reflects that. Yeah. I think this is just kind of giving us more context into what Jesus looks like and what God looks like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it necessarily tells you that Jesus is God, but, you know, you yeah. get the point. Um, so I think that in this verse it's just kind of talking about how the king, like, a lot of times we think of kings are these people that just um, get what, sit on their throne and just get whatever they want and just, yeah, and are just, like, powerful kind of snobs. Um, but this is talking about here how they're all like, rejoicing and becoming hopeful because their king of glory, um, he says, strong and mighty, mighty in battle, is helping them and is that he can come in and, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, come in, it says, like, lift up your heads, O gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Like, that he can come into their lives, come into their hearts, and um, be just filled with this hope of the king. And I also think um, just kind of, we haven't talked about it too much, but, like, the hope that Jesus brings into people's lives is amazing. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'll I'll maybe read another verse uh, in Psalm 29.10. It says, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood, the Lord sits enthroned as king forever. And that's just another one that kind of relates back to that. Um, and so I think this king um, is just this ruling, powerful, gentle, yet gentle, and at the same time firm and strong um, king. And so I think, uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of, um, that's, that's what that really is. And yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? I uh, Yeah, I just say like as king, he's not like an overpowerful king. Even though he is all powerful, he uses it in the right way, not and he cares for his people and he loves his people, yet he's firm and does what's best for his people overall so i guess that's kind of what i'd like to say and uh yeah is that is that all you have left yeah i think that's pretty much it for me yeah okay so to finish us off here i am going to i had four more verses no three more verses that i didn't get to read um about jesus being king so if it's okay with you i'll read those quickly and then uh wrap it up so, the first verse comes um, from, I'll do the first verse from John 1 again. This one is later in John 1, after the passage about the word. Um, it says, it's in John one forty nine. it says, um, Nathaniel answered him. This is um, 
a story where uh, Jesus sees Nathaniel under the fig tree. And it's a long story, but I'll just say this. Uh, Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are son of God. You are king of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And so I think uh, just even... Uh, even Nathaniel proclaiming Jesus as God and King of Israel, um, as Son of God and King of Israel, then, yeah. And then, uh, I'll do Luke 23, 2, says, um, this is, uh, Jesus before Pilate, and says, And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Um, and so, yeah. And then later Pilate asks, Are you king of the Jews? And Jesus answers him, You have said so. Um, and so, yeah, Jesus doesn't deny being king either. Um, and then our final one is from Matthew 21, 5. Uh, and this is when Jesus is entering Jerusalem. And this says, um, uh, so we'll say, if anyone says anything, uh, we'll start in verse 1 of 21. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, when Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, she'll say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, and full of beasts of burden. And the full of beasts and burden. Um, so I think that one is really cool, tying um, Old Testament and New Testament together. But, yeah, I just wanted to share those. Uh, otherwise, I don't really have anything else I'd like to say. I think we covered it really well, and it took us a while, it was 22 minutes longer than most of ours, but it was good, and I, th I was glad to do it, so. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your Christmas Eve, um, uh, get your hearts ready for tomorrow at Christmas time, uh, but until then, uh, we will see you tomorrow on Christmas Day, but until then, this has been The Current.